0: Timberwolves fans, it is time for another episode of Timberwolves Explosion. Yes, episode number thirty-two of Timberwolves Explosion. Today on September the third, two thousand and nine. I apologize that it's been a few weeks since the last show. Virtually nothing had occurred until uh, this whole Rubio thing came to a close, you could say, and also the uh, the hiring of Bill Beer and Reggie Theus. So very interesting stuff kind of all happened in the course of about a four-day period. Um, so here I am, ready to rock here on September the 3rd. Well, Timber, Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show today. We're also available on Timberwolvespress.com, your one-stop source for everything Timberwolves basketball. If you'd like to be a part of things, call into our voicemail line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Treat it as such. And uh, that's how you can be a part of things here on Terminals Explosions. Mention which show you're calling into. State your comment, your shout-out, your question, whatever it is, and you'll be on board. Also on the sportstuff.com, do click on the TSS button in the right hand corner of the website the front page that is how you can sign up to the message boards you can vote on our polls get involved don't just watch sports get involved the slogan on the sports stuff.com well today you're we are going to hear from bill simmons and also from david khan david Kahn first bill simmons second to talking about the ricky rubio situation david khan a little more the kumbaya approach bill simmons frustrated, upset, thinking that the Timberwolves totally screwed up, that David Kahn totally screwed up, and uh, that's pretty much all there is to it. So we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back. You will hear from David Kahn and Bill Simmons right after this. Here on the thesportstuff.com, join the family with Purple Mafia. With Brett Favre now in the mix with Adrian Peterson, the best running back there is, along with the new Purple People Eaters, The Viking ship is on course for something great. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. We'll bring you the most honest and passionate Viking show there is.
1: Give us a little indication about how close you think you came to getting him here now and why in the end you think the deal was not closed. Well, we had a deal Saturday night with the club, and when I say we, there's three parties. We had uh, the Timberwolves and Dan Sagan, who represents Ricky, and um, Jovan Tucaklona. But the problem is, is that in in these deals, the player ultimately has to consent, right? And it's very much like a no-trade clause. And Ricky, at the end of the day, felt very strongly that. The leap to the NBA, and I think it was Ricky's family, frankly, more than Ricky, that at 18 years of age and being as young as he was, that two more years in Europe would be beneficial. And that's how it came down at the last minute, where it was sort of neck and neck between us and Barcelona, uh, back and forth. But I think that the, the, the familiarity of being at home, I think, won out at the end for the family. I was talking to Kurt Rambus just yesterday, and he had been talking to some of the members of our soon-to-be coaching staff, and he said they had made a list, you know, and about half the reasons that for him were for him to come and half were for him to stay. I felt that, to your point, I agree with you, that it's slightly tipped in favor of coming down and growing with us today. But I also have to say this, Dan, is I'm not a fortune teller, and I'll be the first to admit five or seven years from now as we look back on this, I, you know, it could be that this does work out. I I think, actually, that he was more than ready to come to us, and I think that the more he began to understand our situation, which is one that actually promised a lot of playing time right out of the gate and the opportunity to really be developed immediately as opposed to other teams where he might, you know, at best be a backup point guard, I think he actually started to like our situation a lot, and especially when we laid out the vision even before Kurt Sirey of being a running open court team. There are a lot of people, a lot of Wolves fans out there who want to blame him. They want to say, no, wait a minute. He puts his name in, he acts like he wants to come, and in the end he gets cold feet uh, When it, it twice. Once at the start of this process, and then now at the, at the point where you say that you guys basically had an agreement in place. Should Wolves fans be unhappy with and angry with Rubio? Um, that's a good question. Not to the point, maybe, that you just portrayed. I, I think that, again, for those listeners or fans who have teenagers and can also understand what it's like, maybe, to send a teenager off to school, you know, maybe now think about it from the context of sending a teenager off to school, like in a different country, that there is, some, I can understand it, especially as a parent. I mean, yes, is there some you know, disappointment or some sort of frustration Well, wait a minute, why did he keep saying that he wanted to come if at the very end he just couldn't pull it off? But I also think it's more complicated like than that, like most of these situations. And I don't, I hope that as time passes that, you know, the, whatever frustration there is will subside because, you know, at the end of the day, there's not much that, that comes out of that. I
2: just feel like this could have been easily handled, and it wasn't. The The problem was not the Rubio pick. They made the right pick at number five. The problem was picking Johnny Flynn at number six, because once they did that, Rubio, who already had to pay out of his own pocket to come play in the NBA, who was going to a small market, an organization that's been really incompetent for this entire decade and was trying to rebuild again, basically. And now he had to compete with a guy who was two years older than him at the same position. He wasn't going to do that. Once they picked Johnny Flynn, That killed any chance that he was going to come here. I don't think he was ever seriously considering it after that. I think he did want to come over here. I mean, he went on the record in June saying, I want to play in the NBA. I'm 100% committed to it. I just don't think he wanted this specific situation. I don't think he wanted to compete with a guy who was two years older than him, who's NBA ready, who's going to be pretty good right away. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're Ricky Rubio... And you're looking at this situation, you can either maybe sit on the bench on a bad team for two years or play in Barcelona where you're from, and it's not going to cost you money. Of course he's going to choose that. From where it is now, I mean, you already did it. You're screwed. You're going to win 20 games a year the next two years. I I I don't know what to tell you. The, The best chance for you guys is if Corey Brewer can come back. And I've actually heard really good reports on... That, you know, is 95% back. He's playing great. And that would really help because, you know, he's a swingman who can defend and you need Jefferson to come back. But I don't know. I think it's depressing. Like, I, I just think that you should have done everything you could have done to get Rubio. And the Flynn pick just cut the knees out of it. It
0: did. And that, of course, David Kahn and Bill Simmons. David Kahn was on the Dan Barrero show on KFAN. Bill Simmons was on the Paul Allen show on KFAN. So we thank KFAN for. Those interviews, much appreciated. Well, two very different points of view there, you got to say. David Kahn really, uh, to this point, still convinced that Ricky Rubio wants to be here, that uh, he wants to be a part of this team, and um, basically that uh, all that really the problem was with Rubio not coming, was that his parents were his parents were pretty much uncertain about Ricky Rubio coming to this team, and uh, to me, the frustration as a Timberwolves fan and as a Minnesota sports fan is there's there's definitely a little bit of frustration. And you know what? You could hear it in David Kahn's uh, a little teeny bit when Dan when Dan asked him if fans should be upset with Rubio, how he kind of paused and then he just sort of mentioned into yeah, you know, the parents are kind of unsure about sending an 18 year old overseas. But as you're gonna as you heard from Bill Simmons, you know, that's a I don't know. I kind of think that's a little bit of baloney. Why would he enter into the draft if he didn't want to come here? So very different points of view. I think it's somewhere in the middle in the end, but um yeah, very, very frustrating indeed for Timberwolves fans who really wanted to see Ricky Rubio here. Uh my point of view is I'm not really sure what to think of this whole thing, to be honest, other than it's just it's turning into another Brett Favre type of drama. Um, at least there is closure to it for the time being regarding Ricky Rubio. Uh, in some ways, I agree with Bill Simmons, though he had a little bit of too much of a doom and gloom. He goes as far as to say Johnny, the Johnny Flynn picked or picked killed Rubio's interest to coming here and how that was kind of a mistake in, in a sense. Uh, my comeback to that is Johnny Flynn might end up being a better player than Ricky Rubio, but it's also, as Marcus would say... This, this, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make much sense that uh, you would draft Ricky Rubio and then Johnny Flynn almost immediately. It's a pretty strange situation, to be honest. Drafting two point guards back-to-back, and uh, both of them potentially franchise point guards yet you draft them back to back very very strange Uh, about 99 percent of the public regarding nba fans would say yeah somebody's going to get traded here there's no way in heck you're going to put both of them together um a lot of us would also add the possibility of having them both together that flint could be kind of a shooting guard on offense rubio the point guard on offense and then of course you flip-flop you do the flip-flop you do a john Kerry. And you flip uh, Rubio to shooting guard on defense because he's, he, he's considerably taller than Johnny Flynn. And, of course, Flynn can be that specialist perimeter defender on the point guard, the on-the-ball defender on the point guard, as that is just absolutely his specialty. Um, man. To me, the whole thing, <laughs> you know what really kills us? And I know this is kind of a lame, excuse-making thing. When the Sacramento Kings took, Sacramento Kings, excuse me, took Tyreek Evans, a guy I wasn't really all that excited about until the last couple of weeks or so, leading up to the draft. I started to really warm up to him. Uh, you would have your backboard of the future without any question. You'd be set. You wouldn't be sitting here hoping, hoping that Ricky Rubio shows up in two years. That's what's so damning about the whole thing. We are now hoping Ricky Rubio will sign to this team. Yes, we have his rights, and, and we can hold him hostage because, oh, he can't come to the NBA until you know without coming through us, baby. But, uh, you know, you can only do that so long. You can, you've got a team that you're trying to create, you know, you're trying to create in, into a winner. You're trying to turn our team into a winner. And right now, I'm, uh, well, I'm more optimistic than Bill Simmons, I got to say. He did mention that Corey Brewer is 95%, and then he looks – Pretty darn good coming in. He is 95% back, and how, he, yeah, looking really good. That That's exciting for me indeed, and you also got to hope that sooner or later his metabolism slows down a teeny tiny bit so that he doesn't have to eat 3,000 calories just so he can weigh 210 pounds at 6'9". That's kind of frightening. So um, that's how things are standing at this point in time regarding Corey Brewer anyway. As for the Rubio situation, though, it's still very much up in the air and uh, very frustrating. So with that, we're going to take our next break, and we're going to get into the coaching situation right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're turning up the tempo on Brave the Wild. A new era has come to the state of hockey with new attitude, Martin Havlett, a more open style with Coach Todd Richards and a new philosophy in General Manager Chuck Fletcher. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to brave the wild. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 32. A reminder for iPod users, thank you again for joining me. As now, well... We're going to get into more of Wolves' off-season talk once again. Of course, the Ricky Rubio conversation, well, had to cut it short a little bit. Can't let the episode drag on too long, unfortunately. Might get into further detail on a future episode. But also, at the same time, the Rubio fatigue is really starting to set in. And, uh, yeah, just like the Favre fatigue when it comes to Vikings football talk. So now, Kurt Rambis is adding two peers from his playing days to the Wolves' staff. (laughs) Bill Lane Beer and Reggie Theus. Bill Lane Beer is coming to the Minnesota Timberwolves. As you remember, he, of course, retired, resigned from the Detroit Shock, which had become a little dynasty in the WNBA. Um, WNBA, yeah, it's still basketball, I guess, and that's what counts. Reggie Theus, though, head coach of the Sacramento Kings. That's a pretty glitzy uh, coaching staff there. Of course, Dave Wohl, former Los Angeles Lakers assistant. And New Jersey Nets head coach in the nineteen eighties is the uh, the top assistant for Kurt Rambis. But uh, yeah, I really like the additions for the assistant coaches here. I mean, it's not the most exciting thing in the world being assistant, talking about assistant coaches. But with this team, you know, you got you got something. You got guys who can definitely develop young players who who have been in the battles. Kurt Rambis and Bill Laimbeer can really help the forward position. When you consider two of our franchise players are Al Jefferson and Kevin Love, you get Kurt Ravis and Bill beer to work with them. That's pretty cool. Reggie Theus, of course, a guard, can help with the guards. And Dave Wool is a very assistant basketball guy. He's been a, a very experienced basketball guy, not assistant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty strong coaching staff. So now... You get to Dean Cooper and Jerry Shiesting, who I like very much, especially Jerry Shiesting, the former Boston Celtic backup guard, and, of course, a McHale guy and a flip guy also. Uh, He will be reassigned to the front office, so probably like a scouting position of some type, and who knows, his contract is not up. Same with Dean Cooper, and that leaves J.B. Bickerstaff, who will likely be retained as the final assistant coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Of course, J.B. Bickerstaff, former Golden Gophers player, and you could just see team captain written all over that guy. You just knew he was going to be a coach, especially his father Bernie Bickerstaff, a very successful coach in the past in the NBA. And of course, even with the uh, Charlotte Bobcats, very recently, had a you know was a, did a pretty darn good job there. Really, they just decided it was time to move him to a, a position in the front office rather than the bench. All right, digressing like always, it seems like. That wasn't too bad, though, was it? <laughs> so um, there is your assistant coach, uh, a coaching staff. That's finally done in, in September or late August, actually, as of August 31st. Oh, goody. It took about 17 years to name the coaching staff, starting with Kurt Rambis for crying out loud on the 13th of August. Ooh, 13 and 31. They're, they're swished back and forth. There's a conspiracy going on here. You better watch those numbers. You better watch out. You better watch out when the numbers start to get a little creepy like that. Okay, enough of that. Speaking of numbers, as I'm just the segue master, aren't I? (laughs) Speaking of numbers, well, that's why Mark Blunt was brought here and Chucky Atkins, really, temporarily filling the roster anyway. And, of course, Mark Blunt was brought here in exchange for... Quinton Richardson, for some reason I was having a brain fart for about three seconds there. Quinton Richardson, so we brought him in for salary cap space and then trade him for a little bit cheaper salary cap space. So basically $1.4 million should we decide to buy out Mark Blunt, which I think is a very distinct possibility. We'll save the Timberwolves $1.4 million. So you go from 9.3 to the upper 7 7.9, I believe. Yep. So, eh, you know, it's an interesting deal. Of course, Mark Blunt in the final year of his contract, just like Quinton Richardson, and of course he's cheaper, and then Quinton Richardson as a veteran three-point guy for the Miami Heat. So finally, Quinton Richardson may have found a home. The fifth team he was on this summer, he, he was a Nick, then he was a Memphis Grizzly, then he was a Los Angeles Clippers. so we're at three. Minnesota Timberwolves makes it four, and Miami Heat makes it five. I think that's finally it for him. Of course, they mentioned about a million times. Yeah, he never unpacked, basically. He, he knew not to unpack, and in Miami, he unpacked. So there you go. Quentin Richardson finally finds the final destination for himself. And as mentioned, Mark Blunt likely to be gone via trade or buyout. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a buyout with Mark Blunt, that that might be the whole purpose of getting him instead of Quentin Richardson because they weren't going to really keep either one. Likely some type of buyout was going to happen. Chucky Atkins' contract is only a small portion of it's guaranteed. And David Kahn mentioned in a blip in the paper that, uh, yeah, now that the Ricky Rubio saga is over for now, for about two, year, for two years, then we'll get back to that again. As I uh, forgot to mention real quick before I say anything else, that, yeah, the, the buyout, of course, after the two years, it will be 1.4 million. That is 20% of what the buyout would have been from Ricky Rubio's former team now he is going to barcelona for a six-year deal and of course the buyout after two so that's the deal with ricky rubio i just didn't get into detail at all hardly other than a little bit of frustration and you heard from the guys that really matter david Kahn, and you know bill simmons is an entertaining guy from espn who tried to get the uh, president job with the wolves he would have liked it um yeah this is definitely going to be a Interesting month still here His training camp doesn't start for about a month, as mentioned. Uh, yeah, he's still looking to get a uh, backup point guard, David Kahn mentioned. So that means Chucky Atkins out the door. Bobby Brown is not, uh, I mean, Chucky Atkins and Bobby Brown are not likely to be here. At least one of them is for sure gone. The other will potentially be a third stringer. Uh, yeah, they're not really worried about veteran leadership apparently yet. Unless, of course, there's somebody on the way. So um, that's pretty much what it is. We're waiting for the next move, you could say, at this point in time. I- anything could really happen here. Uh, Darius Singaila, unfortunately, is inked for a while. So I don't think he's really a tradable contract. Bill Simmons even got into that. I didn't want to put up too much because, <laughs> you know, I need to talk too. I can't just let the, I can't just put audio on there. You don't really want to hear only that Um yeah, the wolves. You mentioned how the wolves did take up some junk contracts in that Randy Foy and Mike Miller deal. So some more summer trade speculation there. That when we were able to get the Ricky Rub- uh, the fifth pick that landed Ricky Rubio. Yeah, Darius Seguila definitely the junk acquisition there, as of course the other players were expiring. Nikon Thomas, which of course which brought Atkins and Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins, Damian Wilkins. I knew that was going to come out at some point in time. Um, right now, the Timberwolves roster is at 15 players, but as mentioned, don't be surprised. At least two guys will not be here. and Blunt, most likely to be gone. Brown, the next likely guy. If all three of them are gone, that's 12. And, of course, that leaves 15 or three more spots, potentially. So, because usually most teams do fill out all 15 and just have the inactive, deactive thing which I do like that rule very much. So as I jump around back and forth, way too much just to drive all you crazy. <laughs> um, that's pretty much going to be it for today, really, to be honest. As uh, in The next episode, I'm, we, we may go a little deeper into detail on Rubio, as more information is probably going to keep coming out, I'm sure. I don't think the story is going to completely go away. I think there's going to be more and more reasons as to uh, what's going on. The fact that Rubio backed out was very frustrating to me and to other people when a deal was in place, as you heard David Kahn mention. That's the most painful part. The deal was done, and Rubio backed out. That was his choice, not David Kahn's choice. So that's when things get real interesting. Was it Johnny Flynn? Was it the Johnny Flynn pick? Was it the fact that his parents didn't want to let him go overseas because he's too young? Was it that Ricky Rubio really isn't physically and mentally ready to play in the NBA? Those are questions that need to be answered, and uh, I'm not sure we're going to really get a full, detailed answer on those three questions, any, I mean, on those questions anytime superly soon. But when we do, you'll hear about it on Timberwolves Explosion and on TimberwolvesPress.com because what do we do best? We break news. So definitely stay tuned. More Wolves trades on the way. I guarantee it before before the end of this month. I guarantee you something's going to happen because there's no way you go into training camp with Bobby Brown and Chucky Atkins backing up um, Johnny Flynn, there's just no way so there you go, I mean heck the fact that Chucky Atkins wasn't even mentioned in the sentence when he talked about point guards, that means he's already gone so there you go, there's another indication for you as I close the show today, thank you for listening to Timberwolves Explosion, much appreciated do take care and we'll be back probably pretty soon don't be surprised, see you then